Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Alliance Guys podcast. We have a special edition, a special surprise for you guys, and I'm super excited to announce that the one, the only, the absolute Ricky Starks is on the show today, right now. In fact, Ricky, say hi to the fans. Hi. Hello. How are you feeling? Feeling good? Feeling great? Feeling great? Feeling good? (laughs) Ricky Starks, of course, is one of the premier athletes of NWA Power. You can see him every week at 6.05 Eastern, uh, 2.05, oh, geez, just forgot how to do time, 3.05 Pacific on the West Coast where I'm at. And uh, Ricky, you actually even been out here with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. You've made a few appearances. They actually just showed your match with uh, big, nasty Eric Watts. You work in two very dynamic, different places, but a similar style of uh, wrestling show. Before we get into anything else, can you tell us about working for Championship Wrestling from whoa, Hollywood? Whoa, 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 and- hang on a minute. I know Ricky Starks is a big star, and you know I'm his biggest fan, <laughs> but do I even get introduced? I mean, Jay, No, not, not on this show, me? Kev. <laughs> I, you're on? I'm sorry. I'm. We got the stroke daddy on the show. It's, you know. He's Big Kev, I'm he's so a, he's sorry. A, he's a he's a captivating individual. I do know that, but but top Billy. I, I, I used to I used to like just last week I had an introduction. Wait 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 let me let me rewind that. And also my co-host, the modern day hero, the former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, and still the champion of domestic tranquility, the one, the only, Kevin Douglas. There we go. Okay okay. Now we can get back to the show. All right perfect. <laughs> Sorry, I jumped the gun because I'm so excited to talk to Ricky Starks because, let's be honest, folks, he is one of the brightest spots of that NWA Power Show. When you turn that on, yes, you're looking forward to seeing Nick Aldis wrestle. Yes, you're looking forward to seeing Tim Storm or Eli Drake or the Wild Card or Thunder Rosa. But let's be honest, the highlight of the night is always when the absolute Ricky Starks is in the ring. And what I was asking Ricky there. Uh, before I got too carried away, was Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, uh, NWA Power has a similar dynamic. What can you tell us about working both shows, and what are some of the, the things you like about working those shows? You know, I, I think, uh, in a nutshell, I think I like that they have cameras there so I can get on <laughs> TV again. <laughs> right. No, but I like the intimacy. I like that it's, you know, they're both small crowds. Uh and it's fun, you know, the, the backstage the backstage area at NWA is way better than backstage at uh, <laughs> Hollywood. And that's not a knock against them. I think no. it's just because uh, I know everyone at NWA. Um, but speaking in a more positive manner, because I know someone's going to take that as a negative, which it isn't. <laughs> uh, I, man, I just really like how intimate it is. It, it really is fun. Um they're both pretty cool and they both offer different types of talents that uh, aren't necessarily trying to fit a certain mold. You know what I'm saying? So right. I do like that aspect of it. And uh, so, so Ricky, I wanted to jump in and ask a question. So one of my favorite things about working at NWA Hollywood was the way that they had such a good production level. And I've noticed the same thing on the NWA, but doesn't it feel great? to be in front of a camera, get put on TV, and look as good on camera as you actually do in real life? Well, I can't relate because I look – I think I look just as – if not better in person than on camera. <laughs> <laughs> but I always liked how, how the how the NWA Hollywood really uh, made me look good on Definitely camera. Definitely does. And I got to thank you. You feel, the, you, you, you feel the same way. Uh, it's it's a far cry from the, the little handheld. <laughs> yeah. Um, tripod tripod things that we we probably used to put up back in the yes. day uh and and i always and i love that and i love that when they you know they put the extra effort and the extra time to make us look good to me I always talk about how important production value is on any wrestling program um not just the in-ring work and so uh so i i think i would think we could both agree yeah absolutely that. i i think they do a bang up job of having uh high production value uh especially where they're at you know so yeah, it's not like it's in uh, downtown Los Angeles. It's quite a trek to get to that uh, Ocean View Pavilion there in Port Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, where where do you stay when you're out here? Because that there's nowhere close. There's no hotels even close to that place. 
I actually stay at the uh, is it the Wyatt by the airport? Like oh, literally okay. by the airport. Uh, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So uh, it, and then we'll either get a car and then drive up that day, you know, and then make it and drive back that night. Which the drive is always a lot quicker than the drive up there. And I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. I drive. Yeah. So who do you travel with? Ricky, when you Typically, come it's uh, – well, I mean, it just depends on who the show, honestly. Last time, it was uh, Rosa and I. Um, and then the other time is with the whole NWA group, Lagana, Nick, etc. Interesting. Where do you travel from? So so you're saying when I fly into L.A. or – Oh, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. I thought you, you fly – you're talking about driving from the airport – I'm sitting here thinking, wait, are you making the trick all, trip all the way to, oh. to California? Oh, bro, no way. I'm past that in my career. <laughs> no, I am I, uh, from Austin, and then, like I said, they put, they put me up okay. at a hotel at uh, literally next to the airport, so it's an easy shuttle. And then we drive down there, which takes over an hour, sometimes longer. <laughs> and then driving back, I'm like, wow, that took 20 yeah. minutes. Get out of here. I I drive about two and a half hours to get out to that show, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Two and a half hours to I, get there, about an hour and forty five minutes to get home. I guess it's the traffic, huh? Yeah, it's LA sucks. But um, you you just <laughs> talked about where you're at in your career, but let's take a let's take a trip down memory lane because I mean, to get here you had to go through there, and I know when you started out, uh, you, you know a lot of people don't know this, but you were actually wrestling for the nwa for a couple of years it's, it did just happen like last year the last three years with lagana you've been with the nwa yeah. for quite a time uh, you know uh, I, kevin kevin would call it the nwa southwest with ken taylor and all those guys but i mean i, I was looking at some of the list of promotions you worked nwa houston nwa velocity branded outlaws nwa wrestling revolution nwa texoma uh, what can you tell us about uh, working in that Southwest region and in those areas? And back then, of course, am I, able, am I able to, to uh, am I able to curse on here? Is this, yeah. is this going to take it down? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you no, no BS, no. but the, yes, I did work for those promotions. Right. But you have mm-hmm. to keep in mind, this was at a period where um, they were, man, especially in Texas, they were throwing around that logo and just slapping yeah. it on it. So a lot of these right. shows, it, it, the truest to itself was NWA Houston for sure. But mm-hmm. I remember Velocity was one show that was done in Texas, mm-hmm. that was done in Austin in particular. And it was done by quote unquote, uh, Dustin Rhodes's cousin. Oh, or some no. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a lot of these shows only <laughs> ran once or twice with that logo and they, I really think they they were the marks themselves because they paid just to have a logo on their their banner. But wrestling, so so wrestling at some of those places, uh, in particular NWA Houston was awesome just for the fact that you did get to see premier talent, uh, in particular with that show. Uh, I remember wrestling Ray Rowe for the first time there. Um, yeah. I wrestled Russo there. I remember watching Carson wrestle a bunch of times and, and whatnot. Uh, I wasn't there for too long, though, I don't think. But, yeah, that was my first – I want to say my first start until, like, how uh, traveling outside of Austin and going to different shows. It was a really cool experience. And and I, and I do believe, uh, Ricky, we did tag for uh, – was it the NWA – Houston was actually putting on the event down there when New Japan. Came yeah, out. it was us versus um, Dell and uh, Carson, and we actually were not the right. dark show. We were the pre-national anthem show, or whatever the <laughs> hell it was. Uh, there's, I remember people still following. It. I was like, "Wow, this is cool!" Like, you know, the mainstays of NW Houston getting the shaft on this show. Um, but, you know, it's still, it's whatever. It still worked out. I had a lot of fun. That's right. That's a- that was a good time. That was a good time. And I will say this, I will say this one thing, Ricky, uh, why it, it's been really exciting for me, uh, to, you know, once I kind of started watching the NWA power show, I, me and Jay kind of started talking and, uh, first he had me on as a guest. And then of course I said, Hey, I, I could do this every week just cause I like, you know, talking wrestling and, 
uh, I don't get to do that a lot in my day-to-day life. And uh, one of the things I was excited about was the fact that, you know, you came out, uh, you cut a promo on the show, and I thought, man, it's about time. <laughs> uh, you know, here it is. I retired in 2014, and I thought for sure uh, it wouldn't be very long before your name would start popping up, you know, um, in, in some of the bigger leagues out there. And, and so to see you on there was really exciting to me because I always felt like that, you know, you kind of got passed over a lot during, during the times in the shows and, and things that we did uh, just because I always felt like you were a top talent. Granted, at the time, you know, it's not – you don't just walk around the locker room all the time telling them, hey, brother, I think, be, <laughs> I think you should be doing better. I mean, that's almost like bad locker room uh, yeah. etiquette, and sometimes it looks like politicking. But uh, it was really exciting to see me to, – to get to see you. I've kept up with you on Twitter. I really enjoy some of the – just the independent promos that you do. I remember just not too long ago when, like we were talking off air, when we went – we were just kind of listening to you guys talk before the show, you and Lance Hoyt out at, at Carson's oh, yeah. show a couple of years ago before I left Texas. Yeah, I was listening to you guys, and I remember you saying something about, yeah, I'm doing these promos. I'm just really just trying to get get some uh, some eyebrows raised. Well, I thought, well, I'm going to go check some of these out. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff you've done on Twitter, some of your independent videos, uh, you know, what's, what's funny is people always ask me about wrestling in my day-to-day. And you'll be one of the guys. I'll be like, yeah, this one of my buddies. Check out this video. And they'll, you know, the video of you sitting on the front porch in, in New Orleans, you know, and, and, you know, with your voiceover and all that. It's, it's great. And, uh, and, and for, me, for me to hear you call that shot and say, hey, I'm going to try this out, see how it does, and to see it really take off, um, you know, brother, I'm really excited. I'm really happy for you. And I really think it couldn't be happening, not just to a better guy. You're a good dude. But, but really, man, promo-wise, look-wise, and in the ring, which are the most important, you know, the three the three main things right. you can do. Uh, I, I think you're one of the top guys going uh, right now uh, that as far, I guess, who we'd say, I, I don't know your contract status with NWA, but as far as quote-unquote unsigned talent, I think you're you're one of those guys that, that you know, it's long overdue, but it's good to I see I appreciate that, man. I really do, especially, especially talking to someone I actually remember traveling with when I first got started. Yeah. And yeah. and that and that's not coming from the mark. That's coming from the guy who's walked in your shoes. So it really right. actually exactly. means something. <laughs> um, the person I I, well, I sat next yeah. to in the back seat of a, a tight ass Rav Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me just get a little bit back into the early days of Ricky Starks. How yeah. did you break into the business, and where where did you get your first uh, your first training? Um, so I, I moved to Austin and, uh, and, and started my training there. That was 2011, uh, a few days after okay. July 4th. And so I met this guy named George De La Isla and I, I was going to some of the local shows there, uh, while I was waiting to join, got a job, got mm-hmm. a car and was able to, you know, fulfill that. Uh, and then really from there I had my first match thereafter in October of 2011. So not too long thereafter wow and then i just started to train or excuse me uh you know travel outside of um my little area to the other three hour cities away or whatever you want to call it right 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 and really just i really learned just a lot by being uh doing the wwe extra stuff and talking to regal i learned a lot there and then mixed that with traveling every weekend to you know the smaller shows um i was able to, to you know grasp a lot of things a lot quicker just from that i didn't have a normal typical break-in how most people have you know mine was just uh, as i feel like as boring as it can get <laughs> well we'll also think ricky like when if i were to just say from a from another wrestler just kind of watching because like 2011 that was probably uh probably pretty around about the peak, the peak yeah of my, my personal i was just about career. to say yeah and and think yeah, and seeing you when when I saw, I mean immediately I knew right away uh, that first of all the people you were hanging out with tells you a lot. Uh, you know, Houston. Obviously, we're we're good friends. You and I both are mutual friends mm-hmm. in Houston, yeah. uh, Carson. And uh, you know, knowing knowing that you guys were were already you know friends, that immediately said, okay, well, Houston really doesn't mess with just yeah. anybody. Uh, I thought that was a good thing. But the era that you came in, you know, you didn't have a whole lot of quote unquote veteran wrestlers. 
uh, trying to take younger guys under their wing or, or take them on their, it just wasn't, it wasn't a very traditional or typical era for, for that. Yeah, sort of man. Thing. So I give you a lot yeah. of props because there wasn't a whole lot of places yeah. for you. And I tell that to a lot of people. I say, when I came up, I didn't have a lot of, of, of someone's, you know, pulling me to the side and telling me this or that. It was really just me um, trying to figure out things on my own. And I'll bet it was Carson it ha, has a great mind for wrestling at the time, though. I, I went to him for advice, but it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't about like wrestling advice or anything like that. I, I would take advice, but I had my own advice in my own way that I saw things. So now when I have the choice, I do try to tell the younger guys here like X, Y, and Z and why this works and why that doesn't work. Cause I didn't have that. I didn't have anything. I brother, I honestly, there's, not to go off track here, but I, I really have a philosophy that if you have watched wrestling your entire life, it's a lot easier for you to grasp it. And mm-hmm. I think had I not watched wrestling my entire life and I got in the way that I did with no guidance, I don't know if I would be that well off, you know, at the point that I'm at now. Right, right. Well, and, and again, you know, talent talent has to be there in anything that you do. I mean, you could have set out to be a, a you know, a Broadway performer, but if you can't sing and you can't dance, yeah. um, you know, the chances of you actually getting slim. there are, are slim. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot about, like, your prior history to wrestling. Where did, you know, were you an athlete growing up? Did you hit the gym a lot? Uh, you know, I know, obviously, you watched a lot of wrestling growing up. Uh, when when did you catch the bug and and how did it all come about? How, what what was the steps leading into you walking into Dela Isla's door? And because um, I know him, I know I know of George, and I know he's got a pretty good reputation. But but what were the what were the steps leading up to that? If you don't, well, mind? I've always watched wrestling. I remember being seven and telling my mom that I was going to do it, and I just stuck to it. So um, I've always had that going for me which was all right i said i'm a wrestler i'm gonna do it i never played any sports a lot of people think i did uh i've never played any sports never did anything uh active uh athletically when i was younger all i did was just watch wrestling i was obsessed with it so i was a late bloomer as far as athleticism goes i feel like i still don't consider myself athletic to be 100 percent honest with you just because I don't, you know, I don't have that. I don't have that background. Um, so, you know, getting into it, that never hindered me. Thank God it didn't because <laughs> I've, I, I've seen some people who are uh, not athletic because they didn't do anything and it's, it's very hard for them. So I do thank the heavens for that. But yeah, I, I did not play anything. And it's so bizarre because really wrestling is the only thing I've ever truly loved. So uh, by obsessing over it, I take a lot of things that happen in it to heart, obviously. Yeah. Who was your guy? Who was your guy growing up? Like what, what wrestler inspired you to make that jump? Uh, Jason. Now I'm going to, I'm going to, to, to be called a hypocrite if I don't say something, but usually every time I, I do the, I do a podcast or interview and someone asks me that question, I'm like, man, you didn't do your research at all. And that sucks. It really <laughs> does. Next time, got to be better. Uh, so my favorite wrestlers were, um, and still to this day, is Undertaker by far. Okay. Uh, the Rock and, and Mankind. Those were the three that I absolutely were just falling over. Uh, and there's just, I can't explain to you why I thought they were so cool. I don't know why Taker was cool. Cause I'm not even, a, I'm not even into the Gothic scene, you know, I was just a regular <laughs> Louisiana kid. So it's like a weird pairing for sure. But uh, after I've trained with Taker and I've met Taker and it's awesome. Cause he's my, my fucking favorite wrestler of all time. Right. And, uh, it's just so bizarre to, to, to think about. And, and I've also met, you know, Foley and the rock as well before, but as far as those three, those are the only people I really cared about. So, so let me ask you a question. So, me and uh, I'm, I'm sure you remember my old traveling buddy, Manimal. Um, so, we were having a conversation. We still talk baseball and wrestling on a little group chat with Jamie, uh, who was on the road trip that you were probably referencing yep. earlier. But um, so, so we all, we, we, you know, I'm the only one that can watch wrestling to this day, like modern day wrestling and not complain about it. 
um, and actually enjoy it. But uh, we always we always kind of like pick our favorite eras or favorite matches. Uh, it, for me, it's got to be, I would say, the best match I think I've ever seen would be King of the Ring, 96, Shawn Michaels, Austin. Steve Austin. You have you have in-ring, you have the old kind of, I would say, the 90, 80s to 90s storytelling that's kind of lost in today's wrestling. But you also have the athleticism as well that you didn't see prior to the 90s. Uh, that you do see so much now in wrestling today. You almost had the perfect collision of those two. Uh, that would be if you were to say, Kevin, what what match? What match would you say is is just the best match you've ever seen? Um, granted, there's probably five other matches I could probably argue it, but that would probably be it. What would what where, what do you say? What, what's the match that you would go? What's your go to match if you had to watch one match for the rest of your? Career? Oh damn! Oh, honestly, just one. Yeah, pick maybe maybe two. How about that? And then you can argue with yourself. You can argue with yourself over it later. Well, by far, I think if I were to watch one match over and over, it would be uh, Taker and Sean from uh, the their first one, not their second one. The at WrestleMania. I'm, I'm we, sorry, sorry at WrestleMania. That's what I'm referring to. So their first WrestleMania okay, okay. match. Yeah. Okay. So it would definitely be that. And I know that's a little bit cliche because it's everyone's favorite, but. Man, it's so good, and no one realizes that's the start of those uh, big finisher kickouts, really, is when we start to get that going in WWE. The second one, um, that's, man, oh, man. What was the second? Oh, that's easy. It would be Team Choshu versus Team Inoki. Uh, man, it's from 85, I think, 86. It's a huge 10-man elimination tag match that actually features a young uh, KG Muto in it. Good draw. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite. And in fact, if you want to oh, see that so- same match, just watch Survivor Series 2003, the match with Sean, or he's on the, the on Raw or something like that, Survivor Team. Almost the same story. It's awesome. Interesting. That that's I have to. I've never seen it. I feel like a terrible uh, student. Of I the feel game. like we should both go watch um, it, Kev. But, well, it's gonna happen. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So you said you said Sean versus Taker. Uh, we're talking the WrestleMania match. But what about Sean versus Taker Royal Rumble? I think it was '98, uh, leading up to uh, the the famous match that Sean and Steve Austin had at WrestleMania. Right. 14. Yeah the match where Shawn Michaels actually hurt his back yeah. uh, and why he was injured for that. Rest. Did, now, have, now, have you gone back and watched that match? Because that is a killer match. That match is, I like it, like, man, just another one of their glorious matches. You know, it's funny. Seen. I have watched that match, and I, and I do like that match. But I don't think I would rank that match above uh, King or uh, above Bad Blood. Um. And wow. and I know people are like, well, I feel like when it comes to when you're stating, you know, one of the great matches, you can't have some type of crutch in it, some type of stipulation in it, you know, and because and, it, it it dilutes uh, it. But to me, I, I feel like, well, if it's a great match because of the story and that's a part of the story, then it doesn't matter. Uh, the Hell in a Cell, the, the first one I thought was awesome just because of how it was built up. No one really knows Sean Taker never really touched that much before that match. They had that little BS match at uh, Ground Zero uh, in your house. But really, yeah, they they never really touched all that often. So, um, And I think that the greatest chemistry just for the size difference in the two types of styles, which I love. I think having those two styles is a great blend. Love it, love it. Well, uh, Jay, how how fun was that listening to two uh, no, that, two wrestlers tell you about the breaking no, down that, matches and what they that like that's great. Watch? And I mean, uh, you know, wrestling fans like uh, I, I guess the biggest thing is you know we we don't know what you guys know, we don't see what you guys see. So when we hear someone break down a match, it's it's a little bit different than you know how we would watch it. And I'm sure you both understand that. Um, Speaking about understanding, and, and I did want to finish talking about Southwest, the, the uh, especially your time in Texas. I know yeah. that uh, that Austin kind of territory kind of grew up around the same time you were kind of growing up in that area with uh, Anarchy Championship and Inspire Pro Wrestle yeah. Circus, and and you you got to be in the ring with a lot of a lot of great talent. Um, 
you know, we, we talked earlier about Mike Dell, uh, but also, I mean, teaming with, with my co-host here, Kevin Douglas, uh, with guys like Rob Conway, the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Jack Stane, a guy that would go on to hold the title. Um, you, you said it yourself, you were wrestling against Ray Rowe. You actually defeated Ray Rowe for the Lone Star Championship uh, before it became NWA Houston. So you did spend a lot of time there. I mean, wrestling against Tim Storm in Texoma. Uh, it just seems like uh, that area kind of blew up and it was a good place for you to be as you were coming into your own. Is that accurate? Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say otherwise for sure. And I know that you got a lot of, uh, a lot of people were excited about that show uh, match you had with Sammy uh, Guevara at the cauliflower alley show in Las Vegas a few years back. You've actually squared off with Sammy quite a bit. Did you guys have an act? Would you consider an actual feud or would you just tend to be booked on a lot of the similar shows? Um, I think, I think it's just a matter of, cause I've only wrestled Sammy four times in total. I think oh. it's just a matter of being booked on the same shows. Uh, he's actually one of, one of my dear friends. Um, and I, I, I love wrestling Sammy. Uh, a lot of people may not, but I find him to be such a character that uh, I, I actually enjoy it. I remember doing the Cauliflower Alley Club, and we went on right after they played a 50-person uh, video tribute to all of these deceased wrestlers. <laughs> and uh, and I, I remember having that match with Sammy and getting to the back and all these old wrestlers telling me how much it sucked and – <laughs> Jesus, uh, a bunch of other stuff that I I just rem- I remember telling myself I said wow these people are living off of I don't know whatever social security probably and I'm over here trying to make a name for myself I right. said one day one day I'll be doing a lot more than they ever did in their career yeah. and then dude look where I'm at you know right yeah good for you man and and again. I think one of the things for me as a retired wrestler and that, that I think I would say what I didn't want to be, and this is, this will, this will probably resonate with you is I didn't want to be the bitter old wrestler. I wanted to be appreciative of the career I had, but realized that wrestling was going to pass my career, my time and my era by and become something different than it was when I was wrestling and to be able to accept it as it is. And kind of like you referenced with Sean and Taker and the, the false finishes and the kicking out of the big moves, you know, wrestling's going to have eras. It's going to change. It's not going to be what it was in the 80s anymore. It's not going to be what it was in the 90s. It's going to be what it is right now. And one of the things I really like about the NWA show, with a good segue back to the current times, um, is that I do like the throwback. But sometimes, and I'll say this, and I'll say this with all candidness and, and no apologetic. That, you know, even though the show needs to capture an 80s feel, it doesn't mean the actual in-ring, the stuff that happens in the ring needs to turn back the clock 40 years. Uh, Wrestling has come a long way. And and there are a lot of guys and girls in that locker room that can do a a lot of great things in the ring. And I believe that getting to have really good in-ring quality uh, wrestling is really what, what draws and holds fans. You can have good production. You can have cool stories. But in, in the end, uh, having really good in-ring quality uh, matches is what keeps, keeps the fans there and really lends credibility to the show. And, you know, you personally, to me, are one of those people in, in one of those few, and I can name probably five guys right off the top of my head in the NWA and girls, um, you know, that, that personify everything a wrestler should be uh, in terms of in the ring, promo wise and the look. And, uh, and again, I think that's why we're such big fans of you here on the show, because again, we can see uh, you're not the future anymore, Ricky. You're the right now. You're, you're right now. You're not to be, you are, you are here. And uh, so again, I, I've uh, I'm, I'm really pulling for you in the upcoming television title tournament. Uh, You know, I'd love to see you win it, but um, either, 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 or, whether win it or not, I can't wait to see the matches that you get to have at this. Uh, I know. I'm very excited, man. I think um, I think coming into this uh, show, I want it to be the bridge, you know, I want it to be the bridge from the old to the new. Mm-hmm. Listen, Coca-Cola changed their formula 
many years ago, okay? And that's why they even release another line of Coca-Cola that's the old formula, but just in new branding. Um, I feel like wrestling is, is similar in that sense. There's going to be a lot of people who won't like the new formula, but it's either get on or get off type thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, and, and, yeah. And on this show, like we've said a hundred times, you know, wrestling does really have like 31 flavors, right? It's, it's like Baskin Robbins. You could get your mm-hmm. mint chocolate chip if you want to go here. You can get your, you know, cookie dough ice cream if you want to go here. Bottom line is, with so many options available to you now more than ever, you could literally try every flavor and see what works for you. Um, right. Kevin knows this for years. I've been an NWA supporter, an NWA fan, and that's even during the lean years. And we're talking about those years when people were getting just uh, you know, five hundred dollars and put your name, put NWA in front of your name. I was still around right. for that stuff and watching that stuff. So to me, it's very refreshing to see that new school take on that old school mentality. And just like Kevin said, uh, you, this is your time. You know, this is your time. We, we heard, uh, you know, the world's heavyweight champion say you're the number one draft pick. And by all means, that, that's, that carries a lot of weight because uh, the way that that show is using you and the, and the spotlight that's putting on you, I, I mean – you hooked me with the promo with Colt Cabana when you said, you know, leather's your pleasure, but you're sold on gold. And you were even planting the seeds then to get an opportunity to challenge for that national championship. And of course, now we have you in the TV tournament. Uh, you've advanced to, to the pay-per-view. You're going to be taking on Matt Cross, who uh, again, unfamiliar to people who only watch NWA power, but quite an established wrestler with a quite a pedigree as well. Um, yes. How are you, how are you feeling about that matchup? I mean, this is one of those guys who's been around forever. And, you know, when I say forever, I don't mean he's old. I just mean he's really been around the world. And uh, I really am looking forward to this matchup because I, I think you guys are going to mesh well. But what do you think about Matt Cross? I've met Matt. I've met Matt, actually. Uh, and he's awesome. The, I, honestly, I just have this this belief in myself that I can have chemistry with anyone. So I really do think this match is going to be awesome. Uh, just for, you know, just for, it's just a difference of styles from what mm-hmm. the audience is usually used to seeing on the show. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I really do wish him the best of luck. Um, I, I don't, I don't see him advancing obviously, uh, because it's me, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited. I'm really, really excited for it. I don't think I get nervous at these types of, of challenges anymore. I used to, where I would look at the, pe- the resume of someone and be like, oof, I don't know if I can compete, but now, man, I'm at this point where I know who I am on the shit. And so uh, I'm going to act accordingly. <laughs> and, and speaking of you being the shit, I mean, uh, and that special six minutes and five second challenge with Nick Aldis, I think you really open up the eyes to a lot of the NWA uh, view- viewers who, you know, maybe had might have been on the fence about how good you are. You took the right. champ to a that six minute and five second draw, and I know people are saying, "Well, if it was regular TV time, I think the results would still be the same." I think I don't think the champ can beat you, to be quite honest. And uh, you. you know, here we are pumping you up, but uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm attaching my trailer to you because I don't see you going anywhere but up. And I, you know, I'm going to actually say the same. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I, I'm actually going to go with the same. And, and you know, here's here's the way I feel about it, Ricky, and this is just my unapologetic view of it, is that I think I'm right, and I don't <laughs> care what the booking crew does. I don't care what the I don't care what the what the what the outcome might be in terms of of the the way the show might get put together. But as far as I'm concerned, you're the the most complete talent uh, that they've got uh, in the national. I agree with you, and and you know. <laughs> Yeah, that you you have to you have to you where there's talent you have to hit your wagon to that. If you want to sell tickets, you want to get people watching, you got to put the most time on the best the best people you got. And like I said, I I see a lot of um, I see a lot of Randy Savage in you. I think there's a you have a lot of the similar traits of being able to be unorthodox but technically sound at the same <laughs> time. Uh, having a lot of you know quirkiness and you know you never know what he's gonna do next. And uh, I just look, I just look forward to hoping to see you wrestle more than one time 
uh, coming Friday. If not, uh, I'm going to be complaining about it on our following show. <laughs> and I would hope you would. I, I've never had that comparison to Macho. I, I thank you for that. That's really cool, actually. That That's high praise. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. Well, there's a lot there. You know, the looks there, the promos there, the promo skills are there. The in-ring ability, you, you have a little bit of, uh, I would say, unorthodoxness, but it's not it's not for no reason. It has a purpose right. to it. Uh, I do feel like you. I do feel like you have that kind of that can go off at any minute. Maybe he might be a little crazy. Is he, is he not? Uh, and and yeah. And I'm gonna agree with uh, your promo video that's up on your Twitter page. That I don't think anybody in the NWA has more heart Ooh. than you, man. And I think that's what you gotta right. have to take uh, to take it to the next level. I appreciate that. Wait till y'all. You're saying all that, and I can't wait till you feel validated when you see my next video that should be out at the end of this month. Nice. It will be retweeted, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> so, um, pulling the gears back a little bit because, uh, again, we can only say you're great so many times before it gets too repetitive. Um, right. I, I kind of yeah. want to know what was the process of becoming great. Um, a, a, again, a, in my research, even though I didn't know who your favorite wrestler was, I do know that you spent a lot of time um, on tours. Uh, we, whether it be you heading to the UK to wrestle a, a handful of matches or uh, heading to Canada with the Canadian wrestling elite um, wrestling guys like uh, Jason Kincaid or the former, or I guess he was the reigning champion at the time, uh, junior champion, Chase Owens, like the guy that beat my co-host here. Um, yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. Excuse me. I take it back. I take it back. I'm sorry, Kevin. I take it back. I misspoke. He didn't beat Kevin. Yes, yes. He won the tournament when Kevin was stripped from the title. All apologies, sir. Man, thank you. Thank you. Never, Never lost time. Title. Uncrowned champion still. <laughs> um, but you you did thank wrestle you. against Chase Owens uh, on those tours uh, with Canadian Wrestling Elite. And then I also know that you spent most of the spring uh, in Japan with uh, DDT. How did, how did those matches kind of prepare you for where you are now? And tell us about being on the road, um, so consistently for a promotion and, and what's what's that like you know so i did two tours of canada one in the, the winter and one in the, the spring basically uh and they're i don't think anyone can put a measurement on wrestling every day i remember doing a stampede festival in canada and wrestling like three times in a day at different time slots uh and doing that you know <laughs> twice or three, excuse me, three times in a day. So I was wrestling three times on those days for that weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, uh, it, it, man, it really does change you in a way, not even just physically, but you, you start to think about things in a lot uh, more cleaner sense. Uh, and, and they're fun. You know, you get, in, you get in a lot of experience. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about mental grit. Uh, especially when I lived in the UK, I, I had to really figure that out uh, very quickly because I stayed there the longest, which was three months. Uh, oh, wow. and that's a, that's a freaking long. And I wasn't even getting booked. That's the thing. I maybe in those three months, I maybe had like four matches, five wow. matches. It was just me spending money and trying to get on these shows over there. Um, and that, you know, that's the stuff I had to do. Japan was, was a little bit, it was better, way better, of course, but, uh, the initial culture shock started to set in when, um, I had, had to, you know, I got tired of eating the same food in a sense where I was losing weight. So once I found a grocery store, I was fine after that. And I love Japan. That is the most amazing place I've ever been in my entire life that I would love to go back to. In well, and I think with your 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 liking of Japanese wrestling, and um, I think I think I think it I think it would be a good a uh, good move for you just for the sake of your for yeah I know it's in, and the fans there are awesome they get everything you don't even have to speak English for them to understand it. <laughs> so being a part of NWA Power um, isn't the first time you've been on uh, featured on wrestling programming. Um, now I know you did Aro Lucha. Uh, based out of Tennessee for some time. And then um, you're part of Dojo Pro, which I believe was like an Amazon television show, if I mm -hmm. remember correctly. Uh, yeah. How are those experiences? And, and could you tell us about working at those two places? Well, honestly, I don't have much of an experience. Aralucha was uh, 
Barry Lucha turned out to be a, a Ponzi scheme, basically. Oh, no. Uh, that, really, that really didn't go anywhere. Uh, and it was a, a huge mis- mismanagement of money. The matches themselves, I don't remember much of. The people there were great, though. The locker room talent was incredible. But, um, you know, I, I don't remember much of that just for it wasn't it wasn't much of anything. Dojo Pro was cool too. That was that was my first time doing a show in a you know a, a live audience. Basically, obviously they're a lot closer to the ring than an NWA currently. But uh, that was a really cool experience to see how they set up production, how they really got over vignettes and um, promotional work, uh, top of the line stuff there. That uh, I really I really think because it helped me when I started wrestling for NWA. And you spent a lot of your time uh, on the indies, really wrestling all over the United States uh, as part of a tag team, um, extra talented. And I mean, you've right. even been out here at so- SoCal at bar wrestling. Uh, yeah. Really been everywhere. Uh, how different is it now to be showcased as, you know, just a singles wrestler? You're not, you're not a tag team. You're, you're all alone out there. How does it feel to, have that freedom or not have that opportunity to tag team on a regular basis? Well, I've actually been doing the single stuff for about five years now. Uh, me and Solo have been, we, we'll tag, you know, uh, randomly or okay. whenever there's a need for it. But I, I've been, gotcha. I've been used to it since that. And there really isn't much of a, a difference. A lot of people think that with the NBA stuff, like, Oh, you must have insane bookings and, and nothing really has taken off like that. It crazy, right. you know. I definitely had a little bit more uh, exposure to some people who've reached out to me, but it's still the same. Still, it's still uh, freeing in a sense. Um, but yeah, being a singles wrestler is is still fun. I, I love the tag team too because you have your your friend there with you. But uh, I've gotten acclimated to being a singles pretty quickly. And well, and if you want my personal opinion. Um, not that anybody asked for it, but I'm going to give it. Um, so so I, I really think that the best way to showcase a talent like you is going to be in singles, in singles matches. And one of the things I'm looking forward to, um, and this is, this is more of me not just challenging you, but challenging anybody that's listening that's booking you that, you know, and as I tell J-Cal all the time, uh, I want to see. I want to see rest. I want to see great wrestlers wrestle for more than two right. minutes. Um, I, I want to. I want to see the capabilities of a of an of a really well well um, well thought out hard worked match uh, throughout. You know, and a story told throughout a good twenty five minutes. You know, thirty minutes. That I would say is what I'm the most excited about uh, coming up on Friday is to to hopefully get to see a little more. Uh, than just a sampling because and you know this Ricky like you know there's there's so there's a there's a lot you can do in six minutes but it's almost like anybody can pull off a good six minute match but to go out there and have you know a good 20 minute 25 minute wrestling match some of like some of the matches we were talking about earlier with Sean and, and Undertaker you know this is when you really find out what somebody's made of and you find out as a wrestler what you're made of, but you also find out the fans and the, the people watching get to find out what, what you're made of. And I think uh, for you, I think you're built for that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, and I would really like to see, you know, to see you be able to settle into 20, 25 minutes, not feel the need to, to get the job done in six minutes, but, you know, really see, really see a good body of work uh, because I know you've got it in you. Um, that that's something I, I really want to would like to see here in the near future, especially with the NWA. I'd, I'd rather see less matches and more wrestling. And granted, I'm not the booker, and I've often extended the <laughs> offer if they would pay me the pay me the price. But um, I, I think it would be something that you guys could handle, uh, especially you or the Nick Aldises or the um, Eli Drakes of the world. You guys, I know, can get it done on all levels. And we just, you know, I'd like to see more of that. And if and then honestly for our listeners, you know, if where where can we see a little bit more of you uh, in some of your matches? Do you have YouTube or or how does how how would I get a bigger sampling of Ricky Starks? Honestly, you can find me on YouTube uh, if you're looking for for picks. Uh, me versus MJF is it should be the only one on there. Uh, it's yeah. a really good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's stuff with um, Sammy Guevara on there, their very first match. So there's stuff on there with time, you know, that you can find. Uh, if you're you're if you're trying to get a little bit more from the uh, Ricky Starks Cup. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Ricky, I had a question for you. Um, as it pertains to, and I'm not asking for actual numbers or anything, but as it pertains to your deal with the National Wrestling Alliance, we know a mm-hmm. lot of guys can kind of have that luxury to come and go as they please. I know that you have uh, at least some restrictions, but is anything preventing you from one wrestling anywhere and two, uh, I guess wrestling anywhere, just really, I'm curious, do you have that kind of freedom that you can take that booking to go work with ring of honor, or you can take that booking to work with uh bar wrestling once again, or are you more limited on where you can actually work? Outside well, I'm actually under, I'm under contract to NWA. So any bookings that anyone has, uh, for me in particular, it has to go through NWA first and foremost. Okay. Okay. So that's something I didn't know. So you're actually contracted by the national wrestling Alliance. So if, if the boss says it's good, you're good to go. Yep, exactly. Okay. On that note, on that note, I'd just like to congratulate you. Which is weird Um, because I guess a lot of people didn't know that. I was like, Oh, I thought everyone did know that, but goes to show you, you know, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and congrats, man, because I think uh, every wrestler, every wrestler, when they first strap on their pair of boots, that's, you know, I would consider that a, a goal um, for, for anybody. So I, I think that's great, man. It's good to hear, and it's well-deserved, and, you know, congrats thank on you, that. Thank you, thank you. know, when Dave Logano was on the show with me a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, he did mention that there was some talent signed. Um, and, and, of course, no disrespect, I just – he didn't specify who – so I wasn't really sure. But um, with that being said, is there any place you would like to go if the NWA said, hey, you know, where would you like to – who would you like to face? Where would you like to go? Is there any opponent out there that you'd, you'd like to face that you haven't seen yet? Uh, probably. Uh, well, definitely Naito in, in New Japan. There's, that's of the course. only one off the top of my head. I can't think of uh, anyone else currently. Do you think that this uh, this new relationship with Ring of Honor is going to positively impact Ricky Starks? Yes, most definitely. I think it's not even just me for everyone for for right. the entire wrestling landscape. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think it's a good thing um, to at least just see if we can rebuild something. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, just as like as everyone else, you know. But yeah, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, when Logano was on the podcast, he did mention. Um, you know, like working together and, and a lot of synergy between uh, separate wrestling promotions. And he kind of brought up the idea of all in where there was so many different moving pieces, but somehow they managed to get it to work. And as a wrestling fan, you know, we kind of salivate at that idea that, you know, maybe there will be a show at some point where the NWA along with ring of honor and maybe some of the other top wrestling promotions of the country, major league wrestling, or, you know, some of the other promotions that, uh, that the NWA is willing to work with could have these interpromotional matches. Is that something that sounds exciting to you? Most definitely. And I, I just see that being the most logical thing next step, at least to happen. Well, I mean, this has been really great to have you on. I mean, we're, I asked for 30 minutes and we're looking at 48 right now. So uh, I really appreciate you. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate your time. Of course. No, it was fun, man. It was definitely great great to just shoot the stuff with the the boys here and, um, you know, just talk shop, honestly. Well, what I'm proposing is when you win the TV title on on Friday, maybe we can get you back on on the show. We could talk about what it means to be a TV champion in the National Wrestling Alliance. How about this? My people will call your people, and then my people will <laughs> tell my other people that I have uh, employed by me uh, <laughs> what the schedule will be. <laughs> right? Yeah, like we did for this show. Exactly. We'll just follow the same. Follow the same. Follow the same. Channel. Exactly. It was just another step now after I win the title, huh? I guess if I'm champion, yeah. champion, I have to get another personnel added to their you know payroll 
and and I don't want to have that negative connotation. If you lose the title, you're still welcome to come back on. Uh, well, but we do like we do like winners on this on this podcast, and you know, like I said, we consider you a winner. So, you know, bring home the gold. Grazie. Yes. <laughs> uh, is there anything you'd like to say to any of your fans listening to the show right now? Yeah, uh, hit up my merchandise uh, store, uh, <laughs> Ricky Starks rickystarks.bigcartel.com and if you follow me on Twitter which is Starkman Jones you also can find that link too in my bio and I'll, I'll put but it here on what? the screen you know what man I do want to say one more thing because sure. I would be missed if I didn't this Friday we both know what uh, how important the pay-per-view is right this Friday yeah. we're talking about NWA hard times um that is going to be a bang up pay per view that I can't wait. Uh, you can find it on Fight TV Live, of course. And then the following two days, we have the uh, NWA tapings, which are always fun and has new and different surprises. I was saying that there's always a surprise there that I show up and I go, "Oh wow, that's did not expect this." <laughs> so I, I, I've seen that being no different this time around either. So I'm I'm very very excited uh, to look forward to that. Well, you heard it, heard it here first. There's going to be a lot of surprises, and if there isn't, make sure you tweet at uh, Starkman Jones and let him know yeah. that you're so disappointed in the lack I of surprises. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, again, Ricky, uh, we're running out of time here, but thank you so much for your time. Uh, I genuinely appreciate it. Wishing you all the best in 2020. Wishing you all the best with the National Wrestling Alliance, and uh, we hope to talk to you soon. For sure. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Well, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you on Friday. Take care. All right, now. Thanks, Ricky.